This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. But before we do... I think we should tell people about November 11th. Yeah, we're doing our live streaming show. Yeah, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah. then who knows what time anywhere in else in the world. <laughs> or out in uh, other countries because you, you can watch from other countries. I love that idea so much. Yeah, so everybody, you know, grab whatever you want. A wine, a cup of tea, uh a vegan snack. Vegan snack or flaming hot Cheetos or what was the little chip? <laughs> the coffin. The, the coffin, coffin chip, chip from 7-Eleven. And join us. You uh-huh. can get tickets at loopedlive.com. That's right. This is your chance. If you want to see what this nonsense looks like <laughs> live in a room together. We'll all be there together. We will be there together. Yeah. Thomas will be there off camera. Gabby will be there. Well, th- we should put them on camera at, at some no, point. No, oh. <laughs> no, no. So get your tickets at looped, L-O-O-P-E-D, live.com. What do we talk about in this one today? Drugs. Drugs, sweat. Sweat. You know what re- makes a return visit? What? The discussion on tank tops. <laughs> so ladies and jerks, welcome to What Happened, Brittany Murphy. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig, hello. Cheryl, hello. (laughs) How are you? Well, as I just told you, (laughs) I'm a little out of it. I uh, finished that movie finally in in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, flew home last night and went to bed and woke up today at 9.23 a.m. and we're supposed to record at 9 30 (laughs) a.m. and I didn't set my alarm because I haven't slept this long in year literally years did you wake up like where am I what's going on 
No, I, I knew oh. I, where I was. I opened my eyes and I could see clearly where I was. But oh. I had a, a an alert on my phone that told me we were recording. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I, I jumped up. I mean, I guess I slept from 1230 to almost 930. I'm so confused. That's good. It's great. I'm just, it doesn't just happen. I'm shocked. It is weird. Why, how can the older we get, the the less sleep we get, but we would love it. But then yeah, your body is like, it. no, it's five. You got to get up. And it's like, I don't, but why? Yeah. How are you, Cheryl? Uh, I'm pretty good. I have, I have something interesting to tell you about, about this um, documentary. Oh, great. But I won't do it right now. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was interesting. Why don't we get right to it? Okay. You ready to get right to it? Okay. Yeah. So today we're talking about what happened. Brittany Murphy is a two-part 2021 documentary directed by Cynthia Hall. It seeks to find a reason behind movie star Brittany Murphy's decline and death in the 2000s using interviews with many of the people who knew Brittany at the time. The documentary is available to watch on HBO Max. Okay. So, listen, we're not spilling beans by saying this is a sad tale. It's not a tale. It's a, sto- it's a true story. It's a true tale that's sad. Yeah. And so this documentary, you know, they're exploring this actress, Brittany Murphy's death and mm-hmm. what happened. Um, that's and why in- it's called that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened. <laughs> that, is, that is why it's called What Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what this is what's interesting. A lot of it's interesting. Yeah. Carol. Well, the film starts out with um, Kathy Najimy, the actress Kathy Najimy, mm-hmm. who describes Brittany Murphy. And K- Kathy is, she's such a respectable, grounded mm-hmm. person. And you, you know, she starts out the, the documentary. So you're like, oh, okay. But just a side note, I've had some really cuckoo times with her. <laughs> She, she's very respected, but, but I've she, I, I've seen nuts? her act like a nut. No, she's in comedy in, a, in the best yeah, way. She's she's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's no, she's not like you know sitting at home with her. She's not the Queen of England kind of she's behavior. Not the queen of England, but but if you say, oh, Kathy and Jimmy is cast in this film, you'd be like, oh, that's going to be a good film, and she's a great person, and it's going to be easy sailing. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, so here's what's weird. Oh, in your deep voice. Yes, so you know it's real, it's real and weird. So I watched this, right? Okay. I watched yeah. what happened, Brittany Murphy. And then the next day, I get a text that said, hey, Cheryl, can you call me? It was a number I didn't know. I called this number and I was like, hey, uh, it's Cheryl Hines. Who, who is this? And she said, it's Kathy and Jimmy. No. And I was like, I said, by the way, I don't think I've ever called Kathy and Jimmy. We don't have each other's, n- well, I guess maybe we do. I don't know. So but she I, didn't even say who she was. She's just like, she's, hey, Cheryl, can and, you call me? And she said, she goes, oh, I'm so embarrassed. She said, now I could make up some story about why I called you. But honestly, I'm working on a project and the hairstylist's name is Cheryl. And I got you guys mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you called me. This is crazy. And I said, we, 
Tig and I are doing this, are doing the documentary that you were in. Uh And so I talked to her all about this documentary. Okay, but can you get her on the phone? Oh, my God. It's so early on a Sunday morning. Cheryl, she's up. Tig. Cheryl. Do you really want me to try to get her? Why don't I give you her number? Because she wanted me to tell you, hello. Let me see if I even kept it. Oh, God. Are we doing this again? Yes. That's, remember, you're... (laughs) But how come it's always just me? Well, because you're the one that name drops every episode. But I I wasn't doing it to say, You you name drop constantly. And so... Oh, my God. By the way, that's not true. You're the one. Mm -hmm. You know what you do? What? You farm farm people's name out. I wasn't a very good horn. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually, I think, your best one. Uh So Kathy told you to tell me hi? Yes. She said she loves you. Well, After all the things you just said about her, how awkward for you when she listens to this. I love Kathy and Jimmy. I'm saying I've seen her act like a nut. Yeah, she and is. you're presenting her as like she's this respected person. She's <laughs> she, and she, well, she is. is. She's both of she's those things. All of those things, but she's also a nut. <laughs> Thomas, we need to come up with a better like um, scoring system of like, okay, you drop someone's name, get them on the horn. Texting them is one particular type of point. Calling them is another. Facetiming them is. Just FaceTiming him at nine in the morning on a Sunday. Which we don't have to FaceTime her. I think that's a lot. And I, I feel I feel badly that I did that to to Melissa McCarthy because I and what a good sport that she actually answered a FaceTime. Sean Hayes only FaceTimes me. Name <gasps> oh. drop. Name drop. Oh. Get Sean Hayes. <laughs> he Jig. has nothing to do with this. Get- well, it has nothing it to do matter. with it. It doesn't matter. You don't just say a celebrity's name and then call them unrelated <laughs> to the to the podcast. If Sean had something to do with this, I'd FaceTime him and he would answer it no matter what he was doing. I don't believe you. Now I can't find her number because... Oh, the story falls apart. <laughs> How long did you talk to her about? Oh my gosh, for like 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, that's not that long. I thought you were talking like three hours. Like, hold on, let me go get some snacks. (laughs) Well, I didn't want to keep her on the phone, but I was very interested to talk to her. And she was very forthcoming? Yes, because she loved Brittany Murphy. Yeah. And and I told her, I said, you know, I was so glad that that Kathy is in this documentary because because Brittany, um, you know, if you don't know who who Brittany was, she was in... um, clueless she was a young actress i wasn't familiar with her until we were watching that documentary um i got her confused with um who is it from this is us mandy moore i had her confused with mandy moore Mm. do you want to hear a clip of of kathy talking about Brittany? of course (laughs) while i look for her phone and just to just to clarify when i've seen kathy act like a nut Yes. It's the kind of situation where I'm at a party and she chases me around. (laughs) I know. I'm not exaggerating. Like, she chases me around parties. (laughs) And if if you ever find her number and if you ever contact her. Yeah. And we say, what do you do to TIG at parties? That's what she's going to say. Even before we were ever introduced or met, she used to chase me around parties. Even before you met her? Even before we met 
I don't know what started this, but it became a bit. A bit where I would walk in a party and she would chase me around. And I am not exaggerating. I believe you. Why would you? I mean, I have a here. I have a number here in mm-hmm. my history. That's not. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's her. Just text it and say, um, "Hey, Kathy. Hey." Just be like Kathy. Okay. I just I just wrote, "Hi, Kathy." <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's listen to this clip. All right. Don't yell at me. One of the most painful things about this, other than losing a life way too soon and for the such egregiously wrong reasons, is that Brittany was so wonderful. Like, there was nobody else like her. She wasn't a Hollywood girl. The movie of her life is like, who walks into a room and almost every single person there is thrilled that you're there and then knows that when she leaves the room and goes home, she's the same freaking person in the movie of her life. See, I thought that was very sweet because because this documentary, at some point, Brittany gets off track. Well, yeah, and also it's really sweet and it's nice that she said that. And then it's also really sad that this is the movie of her life. I know. I know. It's a weird, I thought it was an interesting, I won't say weird, um, interesting choice that the filmmaker made to have like these Instagram people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) girls that are like doing their makeup and talking about Brittany Murphy's death like okay now i'm gonna show you how to contour oh mm-hmm. and then britney met this guy that was so awful i i mean i guess that the idea is to show that here's this real person this mm-hmm. tragedy happened but then by the time we get it through social media it's just a it's just fodder it's just something for people yeah, to it's a salacious about. yeah yeah just before we go on because i know everybody's waiting it said that it's a landline that I just texted. Okay, moving on. So wait, Kathy and Jimmy texted you from her landline? No, that was the number that I called. I don't know the number that she told me to call. I need you to take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like you're coming at me. And it was a complicated situation, it seemed like. But I'm trying to get to the bottom of this mystery about the phone. But listen, do you have Kathy and Jimmy's number? I bet you do. Why don't you call her? I, I do not. I'm telling you. I go to parties. I go and to And she events, chases you I around. walk in the door. Kathy and Jimmy sees me. She, mm-hmm. ch- like, high speed chases me around. Well, next time, get her number. When she's chasing you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's just give our listeners some information. So in December 2009, Sharon Murphy, who is Brittany's mom, calls an ambulance for her unresponsive daughter, Brittany Murphy, as Simon Monjack does chest compressions. And sadly, she dies at Cedar Sinai. By the way, when yeah. the nine one one person was like, "You got to do it at this speed," this you know, yeah. like duh, 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 and then she was like, "At this speed," and she was saying it to Robert. Is that his nope, name? No, Simon. How could okay. you know? You couldn't know. And there's no, there's no way, way to know. You know, to speed up the chest compressions, yeah. and he's not. And he's not. And just so our listeners know, and I think we've talked about it before, it should be as fast as staying alive. Ah, ah, ah. Staying alive, staying alive. If you ever have to do chest compressions. But by the way, I thought this was weird too because 
in the story, it says that when they found her, she seemed to be, she was unresponsive. Mm-hmm. And they put her in a in the shower. Yeah. I mean, who does that? Why is that your first instinct if somebody's not well, breathing? Well, to me, that seems like you know that there's drugs or alcohol yeah. involved. That's that's an indication to me. Yeah. That's the go-to when somebody passes out from drugs or alcohol, you know, put him in a cold shower, to, you know. To try to wake him up. Yeah. That's so strange to me. If they're not even breathing. Listen, I'm not saying that's what anybody should do no. or what I would do. It just feels, feels like, like that's sort of that world. Yeah. You see it on some you know cable show college kids that somebody is passed out you throw them in a cold shower or something yeah yeah i don't know know. what they do now um have you ever heard of um i think there's a word for it i'm gonna say backpacking but that's probably not it but anyway these kids in college if one of the kids is passed out from drinking Mm -hmm. or something they'll put Mm -hmm. a backpack on them with books in it and lay them on their side which is good because then they don't. Oh, choke on their. Yeah. But it seems like you could do a step up. better if you're going through the trouble of getting a heavy backpack and putting it on. Why not just like get them up and make sure they're okay? Oh, so this is something kids have come up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think adults are like, hey, Charlie's on the floor. Let's get him a backpack. Or a doctor. A doctor isn't like. <laughs> you're not, no doctor. If you call 911, they're not going to go here. Do you have a backpack? Yeah. Get a backpack. Yeah. It's kind of just, smart. It is because then they're, they can't. Yeah. They're yeah. not, not going to be able to roll around. Right. And they're just going to have to stay there until you figure out what the next thing to do is. Yeah. And if their parents come, it, it looks like they've been studying. Like, yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. Let's dig. I know we've covered a lot of ground, but we have to take a break. Okay. Let's give these people a break. They need it. Yeah, people need a break at this point. Mm. It's ridiculous. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back. Okay. Hope everyone had a nice break. We're going to really get to this story Mm because there's stuff to cover. Okay. So Brittany was sick after returning from a trip to Puerto Rico and collapsed on her bathroom floor. Some suspect an overdose and many others like coroner Ed Winters are suspicious of her husband. 
So this guy, Simon Monjack, let's just back up for one second. So mm-hmm. one of Britney's previous boyfriends was mm-hmm. um, Ashton Kutcher. Who I'm about to do a movie with. Oh. Yeah. Are you his love interest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do you have a nude scene with him? <laughs> well, it's going to be a surprise nude scene. <laughs> You're just going to do your scene yeah, nude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do my scene nude. Be like, uh, this is the only way anybody would want a nude scene with me. So I thought I'd uh, wedge it in when I could. Hello, Ashton. <laughs> Ashton. I'm Tig. Eyes up here, Ashton. Eyes up here. I'm Tig. Um, I'm in this movie, and we're in a scene right now, and I'm not doing my lines. And we're in the grocery store, but I choose to be nude. <laughs> um, okay, so so Brittany had so she went out with yeah she she did a movie with him called Just Married, and it was mm-hmm. a, a romantic comedy, and everybody loved them together, and um, apparently they were together for a while. Did you see that movie? I don't recall. Like, did you watch? Were you familiar with her? Did you watch her? Was she on your radar? I was familiar with her, but I, I mean, like, I, I know I've seen Clueless before. Mm-hmm. In my recollection of Brittany, she was a cute, young, funny. She started out as sort of the girl next door. Like mm-hmm. in Clueless, she was not the quote-unquote cute one. And then she became kind of... Yeah. Then they gave her a makeover and then she... she, I mean, she was a cute girl to begin with. But I'm talking about in her career, she kind of became more of the the hot girl. I was going to say entrepreneur. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't you say that? I meant ingenue. (laughs) Why wouldn't you say she became an entrepreneur? She She went from the girl next door to... A very successful entrepreneur. Wait, what was the word? Oh, ingenue. Okay, I meant to say ingenue. Okay. And then she meets this guy, mm-hmm. Simon Monjack. Yeah. And Simon is, oh my God. He, <laughs> how, he's much older than she is. Like, how do we describe him? I mean, I never know if it's just because I'm gay, but. I was just like, this guy is gross. He was gross. And every and every time somebody described him, they're like, the first time I met Simon, he was very sweaty. Which, by the way, I hope no one ever describes me as that. Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, she's so sweaty. Then you need to make some changes if you don't <laughs> want to be described in that way. But by the way, so, you know, people can't, you can't help it if you're sweaty. But a lot of times if you're taking certain drugs, they make you sweaty. Or if you're wearing a sweater in hot weather, that can make you sweaty. Yes. Like dress appropriately. I don't think that was his problem. No. I think he he was just a sweater. Doesn't matter. The point is, he wasn't uh, Ashton Kutcher. Mm-mm. He was, oh, what's the word? Frumpy? If he was an actor, he could have played one of those you know mobster guy yeah italian guy with yeah. like the white uh t-shirt like yeah. you know the tank like top tank top with mm. the armpit hair yeah and, tank and, tops uh, tank yeah. tops don't look good on anybody oh gosh i forgot about our I tank know. top discussion i mean well they especially don't look good on on those on i mean big, I, i'm sure some women are like oh that's just so that's hot. just my type yeah <laughs> Well, I a, love a, a guy big wearing sweaty one of the, man in a yeah, in a white. You know what, they call them white beaters, but I that's, know. I'll, that's I won't not appropriate. Say it. 
I won't even say that. I hope they don't do it. And then like, and then shorts. When guys wear that with shorts, and then and then like black socks up to their knee, and and like (laughs) slip-ons, and the gold chain with like Italian horn. Okay, horn, right? Like that. (laughs) What do you mean an Italian? You know the little curly Q horn. Are we talking about facial hair? No, this is like a charm. Curly Q horn. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Thomas, oh, like you know a what necklace? Yeah. Around a necklace? Oh, okay. All right. There's an Italian horn. I'm Italian, by the way. Notaro. <laughs> hey. 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 A pizza ball. <laughs> pizza ball. <laughs> okay. Meatball. Uh, oh, it's a cornicello. Cornicello. <laughs> hey, mama. Grab my cornicello. Oh, uh. yeah, because it kind of looks like. What's a cornucopia? And a cello. <laughs> okay. Let's move on anyway. What if like big, sweaty, greasy Italian guys were known for wearing cello necklaces? Oh, a little cello. A, tiny a little, little cello. cello. <laughs> it's mama's, it's grandmama's cello necklace. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. She meets this guy, Simon, right? Yeah. And I, I have no idea why she was attracted to him to begin with, but he was telling people he was a billionaire. He's Uh driving, what, Lamborghinis. He's a um, Lamborghini. (laughs) A Lamborghini. (laughs) And he's like telling everybody, hey, I'm a billionaire. First of all, I just want to help people in the world. If somebody is hanging out, Mm -hmm. looking like a sweaty mobster (laughs) and telling you they're a billionaire. Yeah. Steer clear. Yeah. This this guy's a loser, whoever he is. Yeah. People will figure out you're a billionaire. Yeah, you don't have to tell Let people. it unravel naturally yeah. when you're like, hey, let's take my helicopter to lunch. Right, right. Ten blocks away. It's like um, if you think you're a classy lady and you mm-hmm. have, you know, those license plates and it says classy lady on your license plate, odds are you're not. <laughs> if you if you have any kind of bumper sticker or are you, is this pointed at me? <laughs> you need to take off your classy lady license frame. How dare you, you humiliate me? The classy in front lady of with our... the rose on it. Okay. All right. Oh. Message received. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do we really have to take another break? We haven't even we haven't talked about anything. And we it's have. a fascinating it and is. very When we come back, we are story. going to, seriously? We're going to, pla- there's going to be we're no. Gonna down. No, yeah. no jokes. Okay, we're going to take a break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay. I'm going to give you some points here. Okay. Okay. So she meets, so Brittany meets Simon. Simon convinces her to fire everybody on her team. Her agents, her attorney, I think her attorney, and her manager. And he took all of her, he took her phone, he took her computer. And this is what I was talking to Kathy about. Because Kathy said at some point she couldn't even reach Brittany because she, mm-hmm. Brittany didn't have a phone. She didn't, she mm-hmm. couldn't even um, email her. Yeah. So Brittany, so th- that was heartbreaking for Kathy because she, Kathy said she's sort of watching this happen and clearly, clearly Brittany was on some sort of drugs. And did Kathy know, did she say that she knew that she was doing drugs? She didn't know for sure that she was doing drugs, but she did say, and Kathy talks about it in this, this documentary, Kathy was going to meet Brittany at, I don't know if it was Dancing with the Stars or some sort of show that they both mm-hmm. really wanted to see and do together. Mm-hmm. And and that Brittany came in so late and just completely out of it. And mm-hmm. it was just heartbreaking because Kathy was like, you know, I, I couldn't, he couldn't reach her. Mm-hmm. And she said that, and like the documentary says, then Brittany started to whatever project she was working on, Simon was there. And during every break... She would go to his car and hang mm-hmm. out with him in his car. And then come back just out of her mind. Yeah. And that was drugs. Well, um, it's... Or like emotional abuse as well. I think it would, Probably yeah. all of it. I think all of it. I mean, yeah. you know, when they, they talk about when, when, they, when they went in to her house after she had died, that mm-hmm. there were 90 prescription pill bottles on his bedside table. How big is his bedside table? <laughs> that's what I was wondering. That's like I mean, truly, that is that is a giant. That's like a unless dining he room stacked table. them high. He must have had to stack them high. Yeah. Oh, and Simon controlled her money. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Merkin. Oh, the last name what? Merkin. You know what a Merkin is? It's like a wig for your nether regions. <laughs> yeah, it's a crotch wig. <laughs> Alex Merkin, director of Across the Hall, described Brittany on the set in 2008 and said she was unprepared, she was out of it, and she would have to, you know, would try to do her line, and she couldn't remember her line, and then she'd yell, line, and somebody Mm -hmm. would sort of yell it to her, and then she'd just repeat it. But, I mean, even watching her do that, it was, I was pretty impressed that she could still act while she was doing that, but that's... I don't know who wants to act, you know, do a scene with somebody like that. That's difficult. Yeah. I'm not in that condition, but I've had to do so many different projects when I've been on pills <laughs> for things. Oh. And it's been so frustrating because my head will be clouded or I'm on I have to take some sort of pain medication. Mm. I mean, when Thomas was my assistant and he was with me and I was filming Instant Family, yeah. I was jacked up on pills 
I had just had surgery. Just to get I, by. I was, you just needed it yeah, to function. Yeah. I feel so bad because I'm like, I'm able to be there, you know? Yeah. I have the doctor's permission and I'm, I'm okay. It's just I... It's cloudy. I've probably done one project where I wasn't on some sort of medication yeah. for something. And I don't take... I'm not a pill person. Right. Well, that's understandable. I mean, if you're an actor, everybody... I know, but I'm saying I, I, I've struggled. I can't even imagine if I was like purposefully taking oh my god pills. I'm trying to take as few as I can right. to be there, and right. I'm struggling. Yeah, and I don't even consider myself an actor. Now, go ahead, where were? <laughs> but anyway, so this director, Alex Merkin, said that she couldn't remember her lines, and she refused to do a sex scene. Mm-hmm. But she loved her husband so much. Yeah. And that was so obvious. It was the yeah. husband saying, <laughs> You love me so much. Don't do a sex scene. You can't touch anybody else. This guy was so riddled with insecurity. Oh, it's so, so controlling. And oh my God. Don't you wonder? Because you're like, Why would she stay with him? But I guess you're so. I think it's that thing. Get in too deep. Yeah. And when you're. Of somebody um, breaking you down. Yeah, when you're intertwined with people or in situations where they're treating you, yeah, you lose your sense of self. Yeah, yeah. So after she died, he became very friendly with Brittany's mom. That relationship is odd. But Kathy said she is a really sweet person. She told you this on the phone? Yes, Sharon Murphy is a really sweet, caring person and really loved Brittany. And they were very, very close. And apparently mm-hmm. the three of them were living together. Brittany, the mom, and... And Simon. Simon. And then when Brittany died, Simon and Sharon went on Larry King to talk. That It got really strange. Well, there were a lot of strange things, that interview, and also... That they would snuggle together in bed. Yeah. So they still live together. And then the photo session, did it look like... It looked like um, an engagement picture where they're like yeah. sort of holding But hand. Kathy says she's totally... Well, Kathy said, yeah, she's a really, really lovely person. And she said she probably got sucked into the... Oh, yeah, yeah. That world. So here's uh, Sharon Murphy, Simon uh. Monjack, and Larry King. Mm-hmm. You didn't want an autopsy at first? No, I didn't. There was this woman who had just lost her daughter. It was such a shock. This pristine body that was curvy in all the right places and the skin like silk. And I, how could I say in front of her mother, cut her up? You were living in the house? Sharon lived with us throughout the mountain. Yeah, I was That's the three of you lived together. I was always there, and my daughter and I lived together always. And so what happened that day? That's why these rumors are so ludicrous. Was her mother doing drugs too? Take. <sighs> but did Kathy? Kathy didn't. No, we didn't talk about that. But I it, guess it's Kathy sure. probably could only speculate yeah. as well. I mean, it's seen. Listen, I'm not an expert, and I'm not That's here to judge. Sure. But it seems no, no. like somebody was on something. Yeah. So. It gets even crazier, okay? Mm-hmm. They do an autopsy on Brittany, and it says that she was severely anemic. She had severe pneumonia and had many prescription drugs in her system. But pneumonia was the primary cause of death. And that's very sad, too, because 
they were saying clearly she had been sick for a long time. Meaning she had had pneumonia for a long time? Yeah, she had had pneumonia for a long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, she was anemic. I mean, she was just fragile. Yeah. You know, so she probably did a lot of drugs and just her body couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. So then now Simon and the mom get together. Wait, romantically? Well, we don't know. But it seems like it. Doesn't it seem like it? It did seem like it. I mean, because he's like he, this um, like swindler. So now they have Brittany's money, right? So he's sort of glomming on to her. And did she have a lot of money when she died? Well, you want to hear something awful? No, but okay. Clearly she had she had made money. Yeah. And at one point, Simon... You know, who controlled all the money, took her money and made a replica of a tiara and a diamond necklace to give to her as a gift. To give to the mother? Oh, Audrey Hepburn. Um, no, to give to um, Brittany. So he thought that would be a great gift. He took the money. He had a diamond tiara fashioned after Audrey Hepburn, and gave that to her as a gift. Wait, this is what Kathy told you. No, this was in, <laughs> I this was that in the documentary. I missed I mean, that part. You really don't watch it closely, but... Um, I do. So at some point, uh-huh. Simon dies. See, I feel like if I would have said that he died, you would have yelled at me and been well, like, yeah, because you, don't spill the right, beans. Right, because you would have wanted to do it in the first No, if minute. I did it right then, if I did it right then, if I if said- If you set it up properly, I would not have yelled at you. That's not true. I feel like no matter when I say the big detail or the big <laughs> reveal- I get mad at you. You scream at me and humiliate me in front of my must, rabid it's fans. It's going to be so hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> so so he dies, which is weird. Yeah. Of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I'm sure he had a lot of drugs as well. So now Sharon, Brittany's mom, she's left alone mm-hmm. trying to figure it all out. She doesn't have any money. She takes the tiara and she takes the diamond necklace. She goes to... See how much she can get for it. Oh, right. I remember this. And they were fake. That made me so angry. So Simon took all of their money, said that he had made these diamond pieces and just had fake ones made. Didn't that make you so mad? Yeah. Oh, it made me so mad. Anyway, and then we Mm -hmm. find out that Simon had been married before. He had had a a child. He had a history of swindling money out of women. Uh, I don't know. It made me so mad. All of it just yeah. made me mad. It was really interesting to kind of go into this film and be one million percent unfamiliar with her. I'd heard the name. I couldn't have picked her out of a crowd. But to be... Um, to see the whole story... Well, not, yeah, the whole story, but also to see how, as Kathy was saying, likable and lovable she was and so talented. She was really talented. It's funny because even though she reminded me, or not reminded me, but I thought she was the girl on This Is Mandy Us. Mandy Moore. Mm. Yeah, I thought she was Mandy Moore. 
they're both talented. Yes. And I don't know why I think in my head, I'm like, oh, the, I, I think Mandy and Brittany, I, I just assume they're like, right. you know, 12 year old girls that can't act or something. Hmm. And then it's, it's like, it's so, you know, I'm, I, I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, Tig. I was watching these scenes where I felt like I want to see this movie. I know. I want to see her in, in this. And who she would have been today, I what know. she would have been doing. I know. But see, when she started, after she got together with Simon, she uh. started presenting herself to the world as really, I mean, when you see her in public, she seemed like she was high on something and she uh-huh. was really out of it. She got, she was anorexic at some point because he, uh-huh. according to this, had told her, you know, to lose weight and to dye her hair blonde yeah. and to, so she could be mm-hmm. beautiful. And so, so she got a bad reputation in the industry. And it was easy for people to make fun of her. Like even on SNL, somebody did a version of her you know, really oh. out of it. And oh, um, yeah, right. so yeah. it was sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good lesson for everybody because we don't really know what's going on. And even though somebody's coming out and doing something loopy or stupid, it's like the, mm-hmm. there, there's probably a reason behind it that nobody's stopping yeah. to really check into. Right, right. So it's hard. It was, it was hard. And that's why they had these Instagram girls telling, <laughs> telling the Brittany Murphy story, which was slightly disturbing i know i was i was at my cousin's house you know i know we're all sick of hearing about me (laughs) your cousin's cousin's house in mississippi (laughs) but i was at it was another cousin's house in mississippi and he was watching a 2020 special on that girl that was hiking with her boyfriend Mm. and disappeared and it was 2020 it was abc right yeah and they would cut to on 2020 all of the girls social media people on that TikTok are... talking, and I was like, "It has been decades since I've watched 2020, but this is what 2020 is now. Is we're going to a YouTuber, yeah, we're going to somebody on TikTok. Yeah, it's weird. Why are why why can't we have just a Dan Rather type telling us what's happening? You know what I think? I hmm. think like. The news is so bad. Mm-hmm. You have however many news stations. And they will say completely opposite things. Yeah. And both of those stations will say, this is true. That's yeah. not true. This is true. And then the other one says, that's not true. This is true. So people don't even trust news outlets anymore. They don't trust anybody. Well, that's why I stopped. You know, I stopped reading the news. I know. I don't blame you. Yeah. I try it's not been, to. It's been over a month. And I, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to get information. I mean, I've been it's listening hard. still to that five-minute NPR update. Yeah. But I'm really just trying to find the most clear this happened. Right. This is what happened. Right. Because I'm so sick of you know that the far didn't happen left, this the far happened. right I you're know. crazy this is true that's that, that i'm just like what happened the answer can't be tiktokers <laughs> that can't be the way we're getting our news but that is weird that 2020 is like so then the tiktokers said it's like okay mm-hmm. well i don't know that i need somebody applying their eyeshadow and telling me 
where they what they think happened to these people that can't be that can't be it either no anyway so it, it was just very sad because we don't know what simon did with all of that money it's a, wait and before we go yeah. how about simon's mother so in this documentary simon's mother and father heard about the documentary no and, huh oh and contacted the filmmaker and said you can interview us right that's his mother and brother <laughs> you give me a hard time for not knowing things after i watch the movie which is fair but then you say <sighs> that Brittany murphy became an entrepreneur <laughs> a beautiful entrepreneur um so go ahead so so simon's mother well, it was just interesting to be a part of the documentary because in her responses, it felt like she was leaving these breadcrumbs of like, yes, I know he was this way, but then also to just have utter denial about a lot of it. Right. But I guess that's the, you know, that's kind of probably typical if you're the parent. It's, yeah. It's probably hard to... See your See, child so, as yeah. somebody who's just a... Because um, she was acknowledging he, he was a particular problems. way, but then it was... She never experienced it. And then the yeah. interviewer was like, well, what, did he ever ask for money and you gave him money because you thought it was for something? And she's like, yes, but I gave that as a gift. Mm -hmm. I never expected it back. And it's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? But I have to say, she had a way of answering questions that didn't have a lot of real tells or ticks. Oh, no. Her. Yeah. She did a lot of um, double talk. That was like, mm -hmm. uh, do you think Simon was a swindler? And she'd say, well, when Simon was young, he was an adorable boy. And you're like, oh. Oh, oh well. We'll move on to the next. Well, okay. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> so it apparently, was... Simon was adorable as a small child. Every child is adorable. Every child is adorable. So, um, oh, and I'm just going to throw this in there before we wind it down. Mm -hmm. Also, at some point, Simon insisted on doing Britney's makeup on a film. Uh huh. And it wasn't a good look. Uh huh. It was crazy. Well, so he was clearly on drugs, too. Yeah, It's not like he was sober and she was, you know, right. he was on drugs. So you have this, like, and nothing wrong with sweating, but you have this no. sweaty drug addict that's like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to do your makeup. It's yeah. like, of course he thinks he should do her makeup. Right. She ended up getting fired from her last job. Because imagine as a filmmaker, you hire this actress and... You know she can do it, and you know she's going to be great. And then she yeah. shows up three hours late with, with her with the guy loser. with the horn, and you know it's like yeah, and he wants to do her makeup, and it's just, it's just a circus. You know, I think people have in their minds that like oh, these people they're in society or they have money, but it's like it, it kind of can become not too far off from somebody living on the street you know right the, the behavior and the right so what you're saying is like you feel like somebody like Brittany Murphy who 
lives in LA and has access mm-hmm. to the best doctors and hospitals and healthcare yeah. and, you know, mental health care. You would think that, oh, they must have. Yeah, they, but they must they're have on drugs. Habits. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It was interesting too in, in this series where they go in. I don't know why Simon would want to take a photographer, you know, into their house. But well, you that's went- what I was just about to talk about. But go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead. Just the disgusting way he showed off the bathroom. He kept calling it, here's the infamous or the... Yeah. I can't remember what word he was using, but the... um, Where she died. Where she died. Like trying to... Like in his mind, he was thinking, oh, this is like my Marilyn Monroe. Right. It almost felt like he was thinking I could sell this house for a lot of money because this is where... Brittany Murphy died. Yeah. You know, kind of trying to make her and her death scene this sensational thing. Yeah. It was so gross. It was, that was so terrible. It's so, so sad. Yeah. This was sad. This was sad and very, lots of twists and turns. And, um, and Sharon Murphy is out there somewhere. Hey, Sharon. Hey. Um, we hope you're doing okay. Aren't you worried about Sharon Murphy? Of course. I'm sure Do you she's think li- she's listening to our podcast? <laughs> yes, I think she is. Hey, Sharon Hay. Hey, Sharon Hay. We're we're here for you. We're thinking. I keep about feeling you. like, even though I know Simon's dead, he feels like he's still alive. I know. Like There's he's going to come weird back and go. Feeling that, like, yeah. He, I guess, because he feels like a cockroach, you know, that lives through yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, Tig, are you ready for our final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? No. Did you? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was angry. I yelled. Mm-hmm. I was oh my so God. mad. I yelled. I That fake Tierra really got me. Uh-huh. What did you yell? What did you yell exactly? I was like, no! Wow. Something like that. Um, I would like to answer this first because I don't want you to take my answer. Who were you attracted to? I'll go first. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you go. <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy. Okay, that's fair. No, I don't know... If Kathy and I... If you could make out and not laugh. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a world... You feel like you can make out with Ashton Kutcher and not laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I, could t- I could take it seriously. <laughs> I could take it seriously. I have to say, the first time I saw Ashton, Ashton Kutcher... Yeah. That's a tongue twister. It is. Name. Ash- Ashton um, Kutcher. Yeah. Kutcher. And if I'm honest, that didn't sound like the name of a star. If you think of a little kid running around a preschool, oh, there's my son's little friend, Ashton Kutcher. I I like it. I do too. It's unusual. Yeah, now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's the name of a star, baby. But uh, (laughs) I picture a child on on, on a preschool playground. Oh, I see. There's little Ashton Kutcher. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I have to say the first time I ever saw Ashton – I truly didn't think I'd ever seen somebody so attractive in my he life. He is very 
attractive. <laughs> now I'm just used to like, attractive. oh, there's old Ashton Kutcher face. You kind of can't take your eyes off of him. In person, it's really like, you know, uh, Cindy Crawford? Yeah, not personally. Oh, have you ever seen her in real life? No. Well, you can't help but stare at her because she's a foot taller than you I are. I guess you've she... seen her in in real life. Okay. <laughs> we get it. You hang out with supermodels. Hey, Cindy, hey. <laughs> but you can't even imagine, oh, there's a person that looks like that? That's kind of Ashton. It's like everything about him looks pretty perfect somehow. And you're like, wow, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. And again, I uh, yeah. am about to do a major motion picture with him. Oh, right. So I'll let him know mm. that he's attractive. Yeah. It hasn't come up Break yet. the news to him. Mm-hmm. Spill the beans. <laughs> Spill the beans. And he's nice, actually. Uh-huh. He's nice and funny. Go ahead. Okay. So you know him and Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Who were you attracted to? I don't know. After you said, you know, could Kathy and I make out without laughing, then it started to sound appealing Mm. because that's what's fun, I feel like, Mm. in romance and making out is laughing a lot, Mm. you know? Okay. Because the whole idea is that who are you attracted to in the last 10 minutes, right, of your life? That'd be fun to make out and laugh with somebody. All right. We'll we'll keep Kathy. And we'll keep Ashton Kutcher. Thank you. Um, Tig. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna be watching next week. I don't know any Ooh. I don't know anything about this documentary, but a lot of our listeners have been And nor will you after you see it. <laughs> <laughs> and nor will our listeners. And and now it's a good time to remind people that our numbers keep growing. Climbing. Next week, we will be watching The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. And you can watch it free on Tubi. Tubi? Tubi. Is that your way of saying YouTube? (laughs) No, it's an actual, uh, I don't want to say station. Nobody says station. It's a, uh, what is it called? Uh, I don't know what it is. Tubi? Oh, sorry. (laughs) It really came out strong. (laughs) Tubi. Let's start our own company. Let's call it Tubi, and we'll give movies away for free. Uh, Tig, I almost called you Liz. <laughs> That's so weird. On my flight home from New Orleans last night, I was thinking about how the name Liz is such a a business name. Really? Liz. Hmm. I picture a business suit. Power suit. Liz, yeah. Liz is here. No, that yeah. doesn't sound powerful to me. Really? What does? Catherine. Catherine and Jimmy. <laughs> Chasing you around at a party. <laughs> the office. <laughs> Liz is here to talk to you. Liz. Okay, are you want to hear some true fan mail? Okay, go ahead. Lisa A writes. Hey, hey Lisa, Lisa A. A. Hey, hey. hey. Uh, ladies, first off, I need to say I'm a huge, huge, deep, serious voice, huge fan and haven't missed an episode. I'm also a huge fan of fall. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Is that the end of the That's it. message? No. And having been from the East Coast and relocated decades ago to the West Coast, one of the things I miss the most are crunchy fall leaves when I'm taking a walk. 
I think you see where this is going. I honestly don't see where this is going. No, in fact, I I quit listening. (laughs) So I'm innocently out on my walk. And I see a big leaf. Oh, no. Oh, I no. I see where this is going. I hope Cheryl. this isn't. Oh, no. I see a big leaf that looks like it would be a really great crunchy one. Oh, no. Bringing me back to my childhood days on the East Coast where we'd step on as many fall leaves as we could. And then oh. to my surprise, I find out not only not <laughs> only is it not crunchy, but Yes, an added surprise underneath. I only hope I never walk on the same path as you, Cheryl, because then as I am cleaning out the smallest tread on my shoe, I will be cursing you out. Look what you've started. I know. Look what you've started. I'm sorry, but don't, listen, don't jump on a leaf. Don't jump on a big leaf because there might be dog poop underneath. That's Don't jump. <laughs> At a certain age, you need to stop jumping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got a hip, you got your back and neck to watch out for. We have brittle bones. Okay, you want to hear um, what Christine S. writes? Hey, Hey, Christine Christine S. S. Hey. Um, I'm just sending a quick note to say how much I enjoy your podcast. I've loved both of you individually for many years and can't believe I only found out a short time ago that you were friends and had this podcast. I make detailed, custom, decorated cookies. And would laugh so hard while listening that many times I've had to start over. So I've learned to only listen when I'm not decorating. (laughs) Thanks for what you do, Christine. P.S. Tig, our whole family loves your work. And we have tickets to see you in Austin next February. How many vegan cookies would I have to make you in order for you to let Cheryl make a guest appearance? You could just make me one cookie, and then I'll let Cheryl fly herself out to Austin <laughs> and make an put appearance. Put myself up in a hotel. Yeah, pay to, to – uh, you know what? I would share my hotel room with you. Oh. I'd get two beds. Okay, that's nice. And um, But Cheryl, will yeah. you come to Austin and eat cookies with me? Maybe. It's a hard maybe. Come on. It'd be so fun, and it would make this person so happy. Yeah. I've already forgotten her name. What is to, her name? Uh, Christine. Christine S. Christine S. It sounds fun. I love Austin. Yeah. All right. right. We'll We'll, we'll pencil it in. Cheryl, come on out to Austin and have cookies with me. All right. That would be a fun job. Making Making cookies cookies for me? Not for you. But in decorating them and listening to music and podcasts. You probably don't remember this, but years ago, you invited me over to your house and I helped... You and Kat. Yeah. I think it was just me. You weren't even there. Kat was so <laughs> tiny. And I was helping Kat build a, a gingerbread house. house. Oh, you do remember. Listen, do I have a great recollection of it? No. You wandered off and I was helping. <laughs> I think she was like three or four at the time. Well, you know how it is. I mean, when you're a mom and you have a three-year-old and somebody comes over and is interested in right. the child, you disappear and take a nap because you, you're you so tired and you need a break. Right, but I thought maybe you'd be doing this with us. <laughs> I was like... I was like, you got it? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know what it ended up looking like, the gingerbread house. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. I had a break. I had a break. <laughs> um, Tig, do you have any... Um, well, first of all, let me tell people... 
We mm-hmm. love reading your messages and your reviews. Let us know what you think about the docs. We'd like to hear your ideas of docs to watch. I never say docs, mm-hmm. but I will. <laughs> it sounds so cool. I know. Hey, yeah, let us know what docs you want to watch. What is short for podcast? Is there a word that's short for pod? Pod. Yeah. Let us know what you... Or cast. (laughs) You've been listening to our cast? We've been casting a pod. Oh, my God. We could not be bigger nerds. Um, But anyway, keep them coming in and we might read your review. Also, uh, I have a big national tour, as you may have just heard from mm-hmm. my Chris- personal cookie lady, Christine S. First of all, Christine, why not just go full vegan? They taste the same, if not better. Hmm. Anyway, go to- <gasps> you know what I would love to do? Uh-huh. I would love to come to Austin and visit you and mm-hmm. then do a blindfold test with a vegan cookie Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, All right. Go, go. So Cheryl's coming to Austin. <laughs> okay, so finish telling. I know I interrupted Everyone, Tignotaro.com. All of my tour dates are on there. I'll be adding more as time goes by. The links for the, for the shows are there. And um, I'd love to see you. This is my Hello Again tour. And you'll see in person why it's called Hello Again. It seems obvious because, you know, I've not been touring for almost two years, but there's another reason Mm. that this tour is called Hello Again, Mm. and I don't think you want to miss that. Sexy. Hello Again. Again. Mm -hmm. It's like the uh, Neil Diamond song, Hello. Oh, that's Hello, My Friend. Never mind. Um, Yeah, so it's nothing like that. uh, Also, you guys, you can Mm -hmm. um, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's on Sunday nights at 10 30 p.m you can watch on hbo and hbo max it's our 11th season hey curb hey hey curb hey and um <laughs> also i don't know if you like mass singer but it's uh, really fun and crazy i'm gonna be a panel guest on mass singer so that's interesting oh congrats thanks also don't forget my other podcast don't ask tig okay I was just nominated. My podcast, Don't Ask Tig, was nominated for Best Advice or uh, Inspiring Podcast. Wow. Up against Oprah. <laughs> I feel, I'm like, have they not heard my podcast? I don't think they've listened o- to it. I'm up against Oprah, Glennon Doyle, and Brene Brown. They haven't listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to like draw attention. Yeah. Right? Right. But I mean, I'm obviously going to win. Well, can... <laughs> what if you're, what if this is like in an auditorium and Oprah is seated right in front of you and you win <laughs> and you just like run right by her? I would. Be like, Oprah, I this would is run mine. right by Oprah, Brene, and Glennon yeah. and just be like, see ya, losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tig, we've got to go. All right. Got Sorry go. to bother you. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep everyone on this mm-hmm. popular. They have things to do. Pod that we're casting. Mm-hmm. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. 
Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.